Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zom Rom Com Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. Yeah. I'm Scott Corelli, and uh, joining us again, Zach Luna. Welcome back. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, of course. Ah, happy to have you back. And uh, today we are taking a bite out of Minute 64, which uh, starts with Sean continuing to chastise Ed for his fuckery <laughs> and ends with Sean leading the zombies away from the rest of the group. Yeah. Accurate. Fair enough. Yeah, so this just – Sean just really laying into Ed. Yeah. Um, I I almost feel like it's kind of not fair because, like – Yeah. I – like – Look, Ed's not your fucking problem, man. Like, he's not. It's it's you. You were your own problem. Like, Ed is completely mm-hmm. comfortable with who he is. Right. Um, you know, if you want to change, you need to change. That's not Ed's problem. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know that this. I mean, yeah, definitely the frustration with taking the phone call for sure. But <laughs> this this whole sort of like bottled up aggressive all you, all, all, all you do is fuck things up yeah yeah well you know yeah. it's what yeah. it's what happens when you it's what happens when you're not you know there's something to be said for regular amounts of honesty in small doses mm-hmm. you know and because i think yeah if you if you keep stuff bottled up but i think this is like 10 15 years worth of like Edge shenanigans and, and and just like at this minute at this moment it was just like it, yeah like Sean snapped and you know yeah it, it there were some loaded uh, remarks you know it, there's definitely some uh, yeah. self you know redirecting some self frustration that was probably going on at the time yeah I, it almost reads to me more like self talk that has been germinating for a while and because he can't mm-hmm. directly yell at himself he yells all of it at yeah. Ed. Because you know Ed Ed is his is is his thunder buddy. It's his it's his childhood self. Yeah, not growing up. And I, I think there is like a a toxic uh, tendency to um, be harsher to the people that are close to you because they're at less risk of leaving you mm. if you are acting in an awful way. Mm-hmm. That like your your frustrations get vented on the the people you care about more. Um, this isn't a healthy thing to do. I'm just saying it's like a, a, a tendency people can have. In yeah. Those scenarios. Um, that, that's why this feel absolutely. I think it's unfair to Ed, but it's, that's why it still feels real, I guess in the moment. Um, I don't know. He just says fuck so many times, guys. It's like really harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What he, he says, uh, what does he say? Fuck fucking off. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's how I talk. I, 
<laughs> I um I also just love that he's so Okay, so this is this is sort of continuing um a trend with with Sean, which is and and mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. a, a trend with the way that this sort of like the 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 narrative language of this movie uh mm-hmm. which is that every time someone makes a serious move the movie pulls the rug out from under them um and so yeah. like every time they think that they're doing something it's like oh actually <laughs> Um, so, so, you know, like it's just like every, every single time, like, and we talked about, uh, a sort of microcosm of that, which was that, um, when Sean was coming back from the shop with his diet Coke and, and his, and the Cornetto for Ed, he was holding the Cornetto in one hand and then trying to open his diet Coke with his teeth and, and he hurts himself. And so then he switches, he has to like switch and put the the Cornetto, like hang the Cornetto out of his, out of his mouth between his teeth and then open the can the regular way. And so it's always mm-hmm. like, you know, Sean with, with somewhat good intentions, trying to do a thing, failing spectacularly and then having to make up for it. <laughs> um, and, and we get a couple of, of versions of that in this, in just in this minute alone. And so here yeah. he's like, okay, I'm finally going to tell Ed off. Uh, for all the all the shit that I've been holding in, and then ultimately by doing that, he has done exactly what Ed what he was yelling at Ed for doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is so true to life to me. Yeah. It's it's you know un- unkindness rarely evens out. Mm-hmm. Like it always in my experience, it always ends up biting yourself in the butt. Yep. Yeah. You know, you're like I'll just be mean this one time, and then it it just you know never works out. Right. 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 Yeah. Or even I'm I'm almost like imagining like a scenario where like you're you're pissed at somebody for like being your navigation person while you're driving because they like they didn't tell you the right direction and then because of that you miss your next exit. There's this like mm-hmm. a give and take thing that happens where it's like it it's it's almost never going to actually fix the thing that you're frustrated with, but it feels like a I'm just gonna release this and it'll be fine and it just makes things worse. Uh, Poetic justice? I don't know. There's probably a literary term for it as it applies specifically to this moment in mm-hmm. the movie, but yeah. It's there's just... certain there, there's certainly a level of irony. He's he's yeah, you know, that's definitely going on. He's yelling at Ed for causing like bringing attention to himself and making the zombies pay attention <laughs> therein doing exactly the same thing um that he's yelling at him for so yeah there's definitely mm-hmm. irony i mean i guess i guess that was, what i was describing was just a long way around to saying the word irony um, <laughs> but uh but you want people to know you mean the real word irony not like right not just... not yeah the actual not not a coincidence uh a, a, a irony is a contradiction um yeah but uh, but yeah but once it was justified yeah. right that's <laughs> Yeah, it's good. I don't know cuz there's what there's the more level-headed version of this scene in another movie where like the phone goes off and you slap it out of his hand and continue to pretend to be zombies and then like 5 minutes later once we're safe you tear into him or whatever. But um your logical brain doesn't work like that. Like the way when you're sitting there watching a horror movie like, "Well, Jesus, don't go there right now, you idiot." Like you're brain in the moment doesn't work that way that's your like um stairs with you know that like uh 
well, I, I would have done way better in that scenario type of uh, attitude where Sean saw the thing and he had to let it loose because of all the things that were built up. It was the wrong choice. It was, uh, it's the wrong thing relationship-wise, but it tracks with where he is and he mm-hmm. had to do it uh, from where he was it's, it's a very uh, it's a very David move in a way, mm, like putting mm. blame putting blame on someone else as opposed to like just taking responsibility for a mistake that you made. Right. You yes. Know? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. And then and then what we have there uh, is like not only does he you know does does uh, Sean have the sudden realization of what he just did. Um, uh, and with all of the zombies, like staring at them hungrily, but he, it also, he also has to pay the sort of peasant, uh, like the, the, he, he basically has to pay for it by, you know, having David throw the bin through the window and then having to be like, now I got to deal with this. Like I, he has to, he has to take it upon himself to do this. So he's like, he's like paying his penance by, you know, um, like immediately. But then also what David did is another version of the thing that I just said, which is like, <laughs> he's throwing the, the, he's throwing the bin through the window and it's like, yeah, I'm saving the day. He's like, no, you idiot. You didn't save anything. Like yeah. now they're just, they're just going to. Place not secure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're just they're just gonna follow us in there. And even if they didn't, right. They like the place is unsecure now. Thanks, asshole. Um, <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Um I do love that shot when we do look out at all the zombies. Um just the the sheer scope of it all, but also, you know, to continue our conversation from yesterday, I swear if you like actually sat there and like counted every head of zombies in there, I'd be shocked if there were more than like forty five people in that group. Like yeah, it is densely packed, but it's expensive to have <laughs> to have zombie extras, so they really cram them in. Uh, it really does only them. look like there's about they're only about four layers deep. It looks like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, ish four yeah, maybe like maybe ten maybe, people can span the frame lengthwise. So yeah, right. 40-ish. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah, about fifty people. Yeah, um, God, it's Crazy. like. This this that shot though is like a work of art. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. It is. I mean, you know, you were talking about how difficult it is to wrangle extras, and yet they wrangled these extras, and they all have different stances, like different gates. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lady right in the middle of the frame that has like a tie dyed shirt and a hoodie on that looks like she's like taking like a Dragon Ball Z pose, um, (laughs) you know, like, like there's just so many, like, and I, I talked about, um, the bus stop kid, uh, this, this, uh, this black kid up front, um, who is doing this sort of like, oh, he's amazing. He's so creepy. Like the way that he's sort of like leaning out to the side and just Uh dead look like everyone is doing something really different. And, I mean, granted, I know that you you place your good extras up front and you Closer, put your, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you put your bad ones in the back. So like if you look in the back, like people are kind of just standing with their like neck kind of dead to the side, and that's about it. Um, the farther back that you go. And then there's one like tall dude who's literally just standing there. Like he he could he could maybe not even be a zombie. Like he's just like some guy who wandered on the set. <laughs> um but uh yeah like it just 
it's it's amazing like how they've wrangled these extras into uh just a work of art and they're using like the frame in a way and like a very particular way where they have like wheelchair zombie like in the bot in the bottom right hand corner of the frame and then you've got this other zombie uh like leaning in from the left side of the frame um just it's so good yeah so good it's just beautiful and i love i can just imagine on the day like setting them everybody up and then being like you know edgar or somebody else running in and be like okay switch this guy and this guy and put the you know put yeah this over there checking it it's just i don't know it's fun like yeah. painting with people uh know. <laughs> it is that's exactly right <laughs> yeah. it's painting with people yeah. it's very true good stuff yeah oh boy. yeah that's um, so good yeah. um this and then what i love is that uh sean's idea of like sort of you know bringing it you know stealing attention away so that they can get into safety um is the bravest thing he's ever done in his entire life oh yeah um, yeah and <laughs> yeah and it's also like him standing up on the, on the on the bench and like you know grabbing the attention of all of the zombies i was like i was like oh that's probably what it looks like when an ad is directing extras <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Only I imagine they have like way. some like megaphone or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. M- but, my favorite is there's this tendency I've found with uh, second ADs who are usually the people directly working with extras. And when you get to set, like if it's a big group, then the AD will talk to them directly. But there's a tendency second ADs have when they're like describing to you what they want you to do where they'll just start doing it. They'll be like, yeah, and then you, you you know, take a path from, fuck it, just walk with me. And then they will, <laughs> as they're explaining to like three different people what to do, they're making a path through like, this, somebody's cross should move in this direction or whatever. That There's this um, frenetic energy of, I will give the verbal instruction, but I want to make sure it's like seared into your consciousness. So I want to make sure the visual learners are getting this and the oral audio learners are getting it. And it's, there's this, um, almost like a beleaguered elementary school teacher energy uh, to it. That I, <laughs> yeah. I always think is adorable. Like, <laughs> you're gonna do this? It's gonna be great, right? It's gonna be great. Okay, yeah, no, you got this. And then they just drop it and move to somebody else. But yeah, I love and that it, image of Sean. <laughs> look at me, look at me. Hey, hey. And I think what makes him so brave is he's, he's so clearly frightened. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. He's like, oh God! I mean, like, but that—that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's what real bravery is. I mean, it's like, oh, this sucks, but I literally just can't think of a better solution to this problem that's best for everybody. Yeah. So I'm just gonna do it, and whatever. Uh, I mean, no, but that's kind of Sean's. I mean, Sean is such a—we've we've said it before, but he's such a fucking crash bandicoot, <laughs> like jump first and look down later kind of protagonist those those close-up shots like his pov shots of them all like reaching up at him are those are <laughs> yeah. terrifying um genuinely mm-hmm. scary yeah yeah like uh. that is a lot of people wanting to eat your face um and then when he when he finally does do like the dive in where it's almost like he's swimming into them like he, yeah he's pushing them to the side as he jumps in it's like all i can think of is other zombie movies and how a move like this, you're dead. You're you're toast. Right, hundred percent. He is. He's got to be okay with the fact that he's dying. I mean, not okay, okay, but like, uh, oh, we'll never see Sean again. Yeah, uh, it, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, there, there he goes. Yeah. We never did see Sean again after that. <laughs> Some say he's still thing. running, running down the streets of London. Well, you know what's what's funny is uh, you know you're, you're you're saying that, and I'm just getting like mental flashes of uh, of the end of the world's end. Um, with oh, oh right, sure. yeah, he, he becomes this legend. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bravest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> kept on running oh man all running um yeah that's so, good I just, it's, it, it's a genuine act of bravery and it's thrilling i mean yeah it's it's almost a, a weird word to use for such a small scenario in this uh mm-hmm. you know fairly low-key uh scope wise film but i think it is thrilling it's about like you find uh, a way to relate to an audience's emotion and um, dramatize it in a way that you connect to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you don't have to have like, you don't know, explosions and like somebody's going to blow up the whole world right now. Uh, you can just with like a handful of people with red on their face and a dude being willing to jump, make something thrilling. Like this is, you know, it's not, Tom Cruise doing a stunt Mission Impossible or something, but it is th- thrilling and, yeah. and scary and exciting. And there, there's oh yeah, several things running through this like one minute of um, screen time in which not a lot of ton, not a ton of stuff occurs, but a lot of emotions occur and you feel a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what always like drags like gets me. Um, I don't know what word I'm trying to to, to use here, but like that I always huh. feel impressed by in Edgar Wright stuff is. Um, you feel a lot, even in the small moments in the movies uh, mm-hmm. that he makes, and well, because everything's so heightened, you know, yeah, and and, and yeah. It, it allows for heightened uh, emotions as well. Yeah, even because yeah. even when things are played flat, the flatness is played at an elevated place, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's like if you think good. about like Aubrey Plaza in Scott Pilgrim. Right. <laughs> like she plays everything incredibly flat, but it's so flat that it's like cartoonishly flat, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's still yeah. heightened. Um, I was like, um, I don't know. I just, I watched the disaster artist yesterday. Um, there's a thing in it, in one of the interviews Franco was talking about where if you don't know about the movie, it's a movie about the making of the room. And so he, he had this phrase about like when they were making the fake scenes of the room, there's this energy of if you have a really talented, super charismatic actor and you force them to do something very small, it's like applying, I don't know, uh, a sledgehammer to like hang a picture frame. It's like so much funneled into this one small thing that something weird and beautiful happens. And so like in that movie, there's a, a bit where they play stuff from the room side by side with the recreations. And in the recreations, these actors that he has like, Dave Franco or uh, Ari, oh, I can't remember her last name, but um, really good actors trying to do not great acting or mm-hmm. small things or mm-hmm. flat things that don't have a lot of emotional affect. There's this like electrical charge behind them when they have the real actors doing it. And it's it's similar to that idea of, yes, Aubrey Plaza is doing a flat performance in that movie, but there's so much energy. Yeah, like yeah, churning. behind it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's, yeah. you're fueling it with all of her charisma. Right. And it, it becomes thrilling in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
Maybe maybe that example worked, and maybe it didn't, but it felt appropriate. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, and this last of... frame in this minute, uh, it has uh-huh. never become more apparent uh, what was on the wardrobe call sheet for that day. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's just all in the – when they're all in the back like that. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like gray or dark blue or dark green or brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, earth tones, no red, white, or, bl- or black. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, <laughs> go-to. It's amazing. It's funny, and it uh, it is also the smallest that the group ever looks. I think in the last frame with them all going. Yeah, out. you know when they're when they're all in one clump moving with Sean, it's kind of like oh, there really wasn't that many of them. I mean, there was there for, was yeah. Obviously, I would be scared of them, but yeah, of course. Know. It's sold in the moment because when you have the like the coverage back on the rest of the group, they have put those mm-hmm. same actors behind like the telephone box and leading all the way down to the street, so that like there's yeah. imagine an imaginary another group of zombies just off to the right of frame at the at the end of it. Um, so your brain just kind of like stitches them together, like oh yeah, no, that's I'm sure there's more zombies there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny. Filmmaking is so goofy when you are like picking apart the individual uh decisions like (laughs) we're just doing silly stuff we're just making a pretend fun well what's really funny about about movies and it's something that like you don't start noticing until you are uh you know actually like learning about how they're made and and making them yourself um is that you know you're used to watching movies as a complete thing um, and you're just sort of absorbing it and taking it all in. But like when you're looking at um, particular shots and you just think like, yeah, no, like the, like these, these things, like, I feel like a lot of people who watch movies, they think that they've just got a bunch of cameras set up and then they play out the scene for like a couple of times and all of the cameras pick up all of the stuff that you see. <laughs> and I think that's I think for a lot of people that's what they think that's how they think movies are 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 made. Like just like general people who like aren't interested in how movies are made, they just go and watch yeah, just them. watching movies. Yeah. 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 Um I just just like uh I, I remember having a conversation with someone once who didn't know that movies were written. They they, uh, they, sure, they, yeah. they thought the actors made up everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I go I mean, I have some meals that I don't think too much about. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and some would say that's that's way worse. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh so so uh yeah, so then like when you start to learn about this stuff and then you're watching it and you're just you're you're just realizing that like movies are little miracles because <laughs> you just think about like just the absurdity of taking any shot out of context uh, out of the movie. <laughs> and that's, that's all it is. Like that's all when you're making a movie, all you're doing is stripping everything of its context. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, what is in what location for the day? What script pages can we work on today? None of it's shot available. In sequence. Yeah. Right. Right. Available. And then even um, like within the scene stuff, isn't necessarily shot in sequence or, yeah. and like sometimes you'll shoot an argument and like, you'll get a master shot where it's like a real argument. But then when you do the close ups, you can't have the actors talk over each other or you have nothing to edit. So then all of a sudden people are, are taking turns saying their argument lines at a heightened level yeah. so that you can overlap them in the edit and post. 
Like, <laughs> it's like it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. And the thing that like people don't understand is like when people are 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 talking about like you know oh man this performance was bad or whatever and it's like well you have no idea what they went through on the day like yes. you don't know what that yeah. set was like you don't know what the director had available to them in the po- in 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 post that they could put sure. together like there's yeah. so many reasons why p- certain performances come together the way that they do and i'm just and 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 in any event all of this is just to say, like, I'm looking at this last shot of Sean going around the corner and I'm just imagining them shooting this that day <laughs> of just like, okay, crowd around him and then he's going to dive into you, through you, and then run around the corner and you're going to just follow him. Uh, mm-hmm. And they shot that. Like, yeah, that's, they just shot him an going. absurd thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. And then diving into the crowd and be like, oh, follow me, you fucking zombies. And like going around the corner. And to death I go. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they, I just, oh man. I like, it's incredible that like everything just feels so silly when you're shooting it. And then, yes. cause like things on in real life will feel really silly. Like I remember, I was having a conversation going back to like the flat thing, right? Yeah. I was having a conversation with uh, our our mutual friend Morgan while I was directing mm-hmm. her in um, one of my short films, and the character that she was playing, I very specifically wanted like the the comedy that came comes out of the character is that they need to be kind of flat, and yeah. like everything needs to be a dry delivery, and she's used to being on stage where everything's very big, and you can't really get dry humor across on stage easily, you know? Right. Um, right. Yeah. And so I remember having a conversation with her where I was like, okay, she would play a line and then I'd, I'd cut and I'd be like, I need you to do it flatter. And she'd be like, okay. And then she'd do it again. And I'd be like, okay, you're still playing it like a seven and I need you to be at like a two, like <laughs> dial it way down. And I, and I'd have to keep, dialing her down dialing her down and then eventually she was just like she was like fucking scott like i feel like i'm not even doing anything and i was like yeah yes. and now you're doing it perfect <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> i just two different yeah it's it's two different art forms and then you know i'm sure if you go on broadway and you see a pretty good film actor doing a play it's like like a single blade of grass on the stage right. and it's supposed to be a tree <laughs> right exactly look at, this, look at this tree yeah <laughs> Exactly. It's it's such a weird because, you know, and, and that's the thing, right? Is like everything on mm. stage is in context. Yes. And and yeah, yeah. in the in, in a movie, like nothing's in context. And as an actor, you don't even know what you're doing for the movie's yeah. sake because oh, yeah, yeah. It's a completely different like mindset to put yourself. Right, in. right. Yeah. Um and I just like, I so like I'm just watching this and just thinking Everyone doing this had to feel so ridiculous, especially when you take into consideration mm-hmm. that the majority of them are just spaced fans who showed up to help. <laughs> yeah. We're never having done this before. And they're just like, really? This is how this happens? Like, this is what we do? I just, yeah. I, yeah. I'm just fascinated by that. I just think it's, it's... It's like when you're, yeah, when you're like making your first movie or maybe when you're like on whatever, you know, you, you, you realize like, okay, action, pick up a cup, cut. And... You know, you could, yeah, and then there's that old, there's this kind of uh, stereotype of like a stage actor would be like, well, I'm just a, I'm just a monkey. I'm, just not, even, <laughs> I'm not even doing anything. It's like, well, yeah, but th- this is, this is part of the art when you're making a movie. It's sometimes 
bafflingly technical. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah. Bafflingly no you don't even technical. Bafflingly That's... technical. Yeah. But like it uh it can create these moments of like uh victory that make no sense when you're not there on the day, but like feel so satisfying on the day. Like I uh I did a short film once where this character it was a very dark scene. Uh, was like contemplating suicide in his bathroom, and then he drops the bullets, and they go down the sink. And we had to get this shot um, of my hands trying to catch the bullets as they go down the sink, and then they go down the sink, and they're gone. And so, like, that is, you know, you write that in a line in the script, and you're like, yeah, this makes sense, and, you know, we continue onward. But to make a line like that in the script happen... We had to jury rig this whole position for the camera so that it would be high enough over the sink to look down into it. And then I had to be in between the legs of the tripod so that my arms would be in the right place, so that my arms would be in the frame, and drop these bullets and try to catch them. And like we ended up we ended up with this thing happening where the bullets were just large enough that they would get stuck right in the um you know, like horizontally, like a like a like a sewer grate cover, they would get stuck and not actually go down. And if one bullet got stuck, it would stop all the other bullets from going in. So you'd come up with this moment of absurd comedy where, like, I'm trying desperately to catch these bullets, and then a bullet plugs up the hole, and none of them go down. And yay, I got my bullets. But that's not what we want. Even though it's what my character wants, we want them to not go. And so take after take of trying to get the bullets to fall in the right way and like trying to get my hand to to do it properly and literally my job that day you know after all the dialogue i'd memorized for that um screenplay for the screenplay and all of the like deep intense emotional acting we'd been doing that week the only task i had before lunch that day was trying to get my hands in the frame where it looked like i was trying to get the bullets and missing them like i had to fail really well and when it finally worked and all of the bullets went down like we all cheered and we all celebrated and it was such a stupid thing to feel great about but it felt amazing we were just like yeah hell yeah we got that shot and you know you can't really explain it like when you go home like oh what'd you do what'd you do at work today honey like, oh yeah i know the thing with the, the bullets and like yeah oh, we really got it there it it's a unique thing. It's like, uh, I don't know, being at camp and playing pretend or something. And the uh, the capture the flag game went really, really well. And it was thrilling. Um, but yeah. it's, no. it's not real. It's, yeah. it's just dumb. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all just fake, goofy stuff. Yeah. Movies. <laughs> well, and, it, and it's also, you know, and again, we talk about the frame a lot with this with Edgar Wright stuff. And this is mm. another perfect example of like out just outside this frame is literally nothing. It's just like <laughs> empty space, you know, like I, I like this looks so absurd in real life, but it looks great in the frame and that's all that matters. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know. The whole thing is just so movies are weird. You guys movies are weird. Movies are Cornetto weird. We, yeah. If you walk away from this with nothing else, yeah. Um, also, you get to see the guy uh, that I was talking about. Um, the uh, the bad oh, extra. the tall guy? Yeah. No, the bad extra. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Of... He's in this. He has bright red hair, and his hands are sticking straight up in the air. Um, you can see him sort of like wobbling around, and he's also waving at Sean. Oh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like waving back at Sean. Like, yeah, pick me, pick me. Um. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Yeah, I don't know if you can see him, but uh, poor guy. Yeah. I feel from though because I'm sure he was he was really on his game on that day uh, mm-hmm. from his perspective, and right. like yeah, I'm contributing, and right. it's, it's uh, I wish that second AD had caught him and told him. It's like there's a episode of a show I was on uh, as an extra, and um, I am embarrassed. I can't even watch that part of the um, episode, even though it's like one of the bright spots in that season. It's Community. Fuck it. Uh, so <laughs> season, season four of Community, there's like two episodes that are decent. Uh, and one that's pretty good. And the one that's pretty good is the uh, um, the dance. The uh, It's not a Sadie Hawkins dance. It's a Sophie B. Hawkins dance. Oh, right. And yeah. the yeah, and the whole joke there is that, like, people get in an argument and they have two school dances in the same cafeteria. So half of the cafeteria is, like, 1950s sock hop greasers at a Sadie Hawkins dance. And the other half of the cafeteria is all grungy 90s people because they're expecting Sophie B. Hawkins to be there for a Sophie... Wait, I'm saying it wrong. Um, It's for a Sophie B. Hawkins Day dance. Anyway, there was a scene, a part in that where the AD was like, we need people to be dancing here. Nobody's dancing energetically enough and so like we did the dance and then the the second ad combined like no no no, you had to be like way more than this and so they picked a couple of us to stand right behind the principal actors in the sequence in our like greased up you know like they made us look like weirdos like greendale weirdos but greendale weirdos who were dressed up for a sock op dance on like in a leather jacket with really a horrible greasy face and hair and they're like yeah dance dance harder and we do a couple and they're like no no, no it's got to be like really big so they demonstrate what they wanted to do dance calling i committed to it i totally committed to it on the day and they played a fake you know they played music track for us on the day they're like about this tempo about this energy level we got it and then you cut the music before you actually roll the scene because you can't have the music playing underneath of course so we're all matching that level of energy from that song they chose and matching the level of movement that they asked us to do. And then when the episode aired, they put a completely different music underneath it. So we're not on beat and the energy is like way lower. So in that scene, I'm the most horrendously uh, like bad extra in it. I look really bad in that oh, scene because no. I'm right behind the principal actors and I'm jamming way too hard at the music. But it's like... I was really trying my best. It's almost day. like it's almost like there was a miscommunication because they had bad showrunners that season. Right, yeah. So there was like some like gap in the decision uh, you know, flowchart of like what this should look like on the day and then what we're f- actually going to do in the edit when we make the scene. Right. What they needed in the edit was something different than what we shot, but we were, were pushed to a specific mm-hmm. place in that on the day thing and a good showrunner would be keeping track of that exactly exactly (laughs) even if he's a little late and runs a little over budget occasionally (laughs) yeah uh yeah so don't watch that episode anyway Uh, anyway. (laughs) i do i did it it is it is mind-boggling to me that there is there is a chance that in whatever year that aired, 2014, 2015, whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, whatever year that aired, that I was watching that episode and thinking, wow, that, that extra is really going for it. And then, <laughs> and now, and now, and now, like, you know, four years later, right, yeah. I do a podcast with him and <laughs> like, about Spider Man. <laughs> Oh, Isn't life a funny little tale? I don't know. It's, it's just interesting. Because, uh, you know, oh, I yeah, watched that episode when it aired. So it's 
just right. so yeah. weird. Um, anyway. No, it's well, it's like how I think about like when I was listening to um, like Geek by Night and other dueling genre things, and like, oh, I like those people; they're fun. And uh, I wonder who wrote this. And then like now, I talk to you guys on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, this is very strange. It's true. Think, uh, Filmmaking's weird and podcasting's weird too. Yeah, it's all weird. <laughs> Life is strange, <laughs> and it's only getting stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for this minute. Yeah. 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 I'm good if you guys are good. All right. Cool. Well, Zach, thank you so much for being on with us this couple of days. Happy to. Yeah. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Moviesbyminutes.com is the uh, is the the website uh, where you can check out like all the different movies by minute podcasts. Um, all of them. There's lots of them out there. Uh, but you know, want to give a special shout out occasionally to uh, yeah. Star Wars Minute. Um, oh, yeah. Which uh, is sort of like the people that started this whole uh, madness, um, this craze. Uh, so go, go check them out if you've never if you've never heard of them. If you found this sort of movies by minute uh, thing through us, um, because you like these movies, and there's uh, there's probably other movies that you would want to listen to a movies by minute podcast on. So go check that out, moviesbyminutes.com, and uh, we'll all be back tomorrow. And in the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over.